0: Welcome to House of Whimsical
1: Terror. I'm Esther. I'm Mary. And we are speaking with you from Tucson, Arizona. We are telling real stories of the fantastical. Yes and we will in the future have guests that will also tell their own stories. All of our stories are
0: true or told to us as, as true.
1: true. And um we have a new story for you today. However, we just have to quickly revisit the last which was the first podcast. Yeah. The, uh,
0: what was that, that- sound? <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> we were so careful too. We were so so careful with our mics and making sure that there All were no noises. We did have that one phone interruption, which yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> obvious. But the shush sh- shushing, we cannot. We explain. We cannot explain. We have no
1: idea what that was. Um, today we we'll, might have a little bit of additional sound, but it's probably the Doberman. Yeah, the Doberman's wandering, wandering around.
0: So.
1: Um, but yeah, today we have. Haunted house story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super exciting.
0: It is exciting. Uh, So the Ninth Avenue house stories. We actually tried to record all of this into one podcast and then ditched everything and decided it needed to be two. So you will hear uh, a big chunk of it today, and then the next podcast will have the rest of the story. Yeah, even more. Mm -hmm. Because... It was just very haunted. This is a very haunted house. Yeah. The house uh, was on Ninth Avenue and it was here in Tucson. An unusual house for Tucson. It was two stories and had gables and, you know, kind yeah. of a, a not the usual kind of cool adobe houses right. like we live in. It was uh, really different. Built in 1895. 95. And we lived there in our early 20s. So, a long time ago. Before cell phones that 's the yes. important to part of the story later, and uh, we were young, so we lived in a big house and had a lot of really good friends as roommates, yeah, yeah, it was tons mm-hmm. of fun, except the haunted spooky part <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so when we were first moving, and we had friends helping us move and I wanted to treat them to something, so I went across the street to a little market that was directly across the street called Jim's Market. And Jim's Market had all these old school, like YooHoo sodas, and you know those kind of things. So I got a bunch of really cool treats and went out to the cash register where I met Sophie. And Sophie was super nice. I mean, I we were the whole time I was there, and she said, "Oh, you moved into that lovely house." across the street. Right, right. And then I heard this man's voice from behind me say, that house is haunted. And I turned around thinking someone was joking. And I saw, I met Robert. And he was standing there with a little beret, <laughs> very short oh man with a beret, is lovely. And he said, no, it, it's it's haunted. And he looked dead serious. So I turned around mm-hmm. to Sophie to see if she was kind of laughing along mm-hmm. with him. But she was like, Shushing him and, uh, you know, like telling him to be quiet with her hand motions, and mm-hmm. then I turned and looked back at him and he said, "It is haunted. You should know that." And then I look back at Sophie and she's just shaking her head at him like, "Don't tell them."
1: Yeah. So because that wasn't in the lease. No, that wasn't. No, <laughs> no, no. Which even if it were, you
0: know, was probably we'd like, barely sign it anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. Bonus haunted bonus mansion. Bonus <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. We went back, I went back across the street and couldn't tell, I couldn't wait to tell all of our friends what I had heard. And then we all kind of moved in. We were exhausted. It was June, so freaking hot in Tucson. Too hot, too hot. And I had the bedroom that was the only bedroom on the ground floor. And that bedroom led out into the living room, which is a huge living room with wood floors, beautiful place. But I was a little nervous. It was right off of downtown, right next to the train tracks. And for some reason back then, I just thought it was a really dangerous place to live. Right. Like I imagine people jumping off the train and doing terrible things and right. jumping back. I don't know. Because serial killers take the train. <laughs> <'Cause-> <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I know. They probably live in fancy houses somewhere. But yeah, uh, true. anyway, I had a bat that I kept next to the bed. To protect myself, and the first night I was woken up to sound of whispering in the dining room. So I got up and I got my bat, and instead of calling for help, I thought, well, I'll just go, you know, get rid of people with a baseball bat, right? <laughs> so I came out of the room, and I'm totally looking, makes sense, yeah, from the living room <laughs> into the dining room, and there's no one there, but I'm still hearing the whispering in the dining room. So I walk over to the dining room and it's getting a little louder but still I can't make out the words. And it sort of they're, sounded... They
1: were like, saying, come on Esther, dine with the dead <laughs> in the haunted mansion. They probably were.
0: <laughs> or, they, or they probably were oblivious probably to me but it sounded sort of like, wait a minute I don't know. Just make up have go it's over it's Like, oh, like my that. Like my long conversations, audience. right? And it was, yeah, it was very scary. That's very scary. So I thought, well, I'm not seeing anybody, so nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to go back to bed. Right. So I went back to bed, and for three nights after that, I heard it every night. After that, I didn't. I don't know if it was because I got used to it and just slept through it, or if it just stopped. Right. But the other thing about that room was one night I woke up. i would maybe been living there for about two months. Mm -hmm. I woke up from a deep sleep. I was awake. Uh And I saw something up at the corner of the ceiling, like where the ceiling and the wall meet. It was about the size of a softball. It was like a a greenish gray, like electrical... Orb. orb. Yeah, like an <laughs> orb. And right behind it, about the size of a golf ball, was a smaller orb. And the larger orb, which was moving across the ceiling from one into the other, and the smaller one was kind of following it, in, bumping into it. I have no idea wow. what that was, but it was definitely, I mean, I saw it, I was awake. Um, I maybe saw that two or three other times, but, you know, it didn't really hurt me or bother right. me. So, Thought that's weird, but I'm just gonna go back to
1: sleep. sleep. Right. Yeah, just a nice peaceful sleep. Yeah. Sure.
0: So this house, uh one of the strange things that happened in it was we had, I don't know if it was plumbing or electric, some kind of issue, and we had to have someone come and deal with it. So the worker got there and he was wandering around the house, like trying to figure things out, and then he came back out and he said, why did you block off that room? And we're like, we don't own the house. We don't block <laughs> off any rooms. What are you talking about? And he said, well, if you look, he said, there's the equivalent of a very large room blocked off between the kitchen, the downstairs bedroom, which was mine, the living room and the back stairs. And sure enough, when you saw it, when he pointed it out, there was like a huge space. It was completely Blocked off by walls and other rooms. In the
1: direct dead center of the house. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the strange thing about that is about three days before, maybe more, uh, Kim and I were in the house and we heard this loud sound. It sounded like someone took a very large wooden block, solid wooden block, and dropped it from the top of the house all the way down to the floor. And it sounded like it was coming from the center of the house. But at the time we didn't, think to ourselves, oh the center of the house is blocked off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we were looking around in the rooms that we knew and you know there was nothing there, but it was a distinct sound. Wow. We were in different rooms and both of us heard it and who knows. So then we found out there was an actual space there that was blocked off. Yeah. We wondered. Um another thing, that back staircase, about forty stairs Mm, going up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he said, the man who came in and was talking about, he was interested in architecture, obviously. He said, uh, back then, houses like that, they would have these grand staircases. So when you walked in through the beautiful front doors, because it was a mm-hmm. beautiful with house. Stained glass. Stained glass. Yeah, gorgeous yeah, house. Beautiful. Uh, there was no staircase. There was, he goes, that 1940 staircase. And sure enough. Mm-hmm. It had the look of 1940s. Yeah, going up the back of the house and just a very right. ordinary, you know, staircase. Yeah, and but the weird thing about that staircase was no one felt comfortable going up it.
1: No, not like, even people that are like not ghosty people. Yeah, like
0: you know, regular people. <laughs> <laughs> like friends would come over and like I'm yeah. not going up there. There's no yeah. way something's not right. But weird we, energy. Yeah. And we would hear someone following us up and down those staircases mm-hmm. that staircase when we first moved in. And uh one of the times I thought I would just kind of play with it. So I thought, what if it's just the echo of my own footsteps or the sound of the creak left behind from when I stepped on the step before? I didn't know. So I walked up normally and then started running up the steps and stopped halfway. And just leaned against the wall and I heard footsteps continuing at yeah. a regular pace and stopped right, right. next to me. Nice. And I thought, okay, that's scary. But uh, other people, you know, would just hear it right. and, and keep going, but be be a little frightened by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I lived downstairs in downstairs bedroom. And we would always meet in the living room right off my bedroom in the colder months. And it does get cold in Tucson in the winter. Contrary to popular belief. Yes. Yeah. There was one lone uh, wood stove. Yeah, wood burning stove in the corner of the living room. And that's all there was to heat this big house. So we were always cold. But the weird thing was we were cold like right next to it. And we used to have fun, we would like make dinners and enjoy ourselves and you know go to Casa video to get a video and that was back before streaming. you yeah. know just watch the the videos and enjoy ourselves and we really loved each other like we were a great group of friends and had fun well. At one point it got colder and we would complain about the cold and Oscar, who was one of our roommates, who eventually became my husband, but at the time he was not, he was just a roommate, he said, uh, you know, it's weird cause my room is so hot. Right. And we're like, your room's hot. What? Yeah. Cause his room was, it was not heated. <laughs> no. <laughs> And it was the farthest it from... The farthest from the wood stove. Yeah, it was on the second floor, farthest yeah. away. And he said, no, I have to sleep with my windows open. We're like, no way. Right. He said, yeah, yeah, I have to push up. He had these Florida ceiling windows almost with those wood, mm-hmm. you know, wood-framed windows, old. And uh he would push those up and... Granted, his room was below the closed off empty space
1: on the first floor that we don't know what it housed. (laughs) There was that, but truly uh, very far from the one small wood burning. Yeah. Like, why would that be warm?
0: Super weird. And he said, no, seriously. So we're all marched upstairs to check out his room. And sure enough, it was warm. Mm. And so we ended up like, you know, watching his television and, and, eating our popcorn and whatnot because it was just warm up there with the windows open, which was so weird. Right. The other weird thing is when Oscar and I started dating and then became serious couple, I moved into that room and it got cold the next winter. It was really cold in there was not warm anymore at all. Another weird thing that happened in there, the old cable boxes used to have digital numbers on them. And sometimes it would have the time on it, or if you were, you know, it would change to, you know, channels and different things. So he had a cable box on top of his television. And one morning he woke up like yelling, like, look, Esther, get up, get up. And I'm like, what? And I looked over, he's pointing to the cable box where the digital numbers are. And it has the letters E-L-B. There are no numbers. Which coincide mysteriously with your initials. Those were my initials. Those were your initials. Blue, yeah, yeah,
1: Uh, yeah. Right. This is progressively more terrifying house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So that was weird. Um, Another thing that happened in the house was uh, there was a place in the kitchen that all of us would kind of walk around as though someone were standing in front of the stove and none of us really noticed it. Cause we just did it automatically until one day I was rushing back inside cause I'd forgotten something. We were late and I found myself like, instead of making a straight line through the kitchen, going around something. And then on the way back out, I tried to make myself walk straight through and I didn't, I, I walked around it. Uh, So the weird thing about the kitchen is at some point along the decades, some idiot put red shag carpet in the (laughs) kitchen. Because that's a thing. Oh, God, (laughs) yeah. Like who puts carpet in the kitchen? So there's red shag carpet, so it's got like a a thick pile. And I looked at and I noticed that there was, you know, like tracks as though people had always – Gone around as though there were a large woman standing in front of the stove.
1: Right. People had
0: walked around her, and there was like a semi-circle. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, through the carpet. Yep. Yeah. So that was a strange thing. Uh, we are going to tell more about this story, so I'm going to skip them some things because they're a story on their own, and we will tell part two of. Uh, Ninth Avenue house stories uh, in our next podcast. So I'm going to skip some things and then go on to when everybody had moved out except for me and Oscar. So everyone had, you know, found their own places to be or had, you know, gotten a girlfriend or boyfriend and had moved out. And so Oscar and I were the only ones in the house and we only used like the one bedroom and, Next to us, and you'll hear more about this in the next podcast, there was a room that we called the Alice in Wonderland room. Right. And this room had the strange, you remember, mm-hmm. that strange little door. Really tiny door. Yeah. Like three feet tall or something. Yeah, I like for a three-year-old to go in and yeah. out of. But it had the original molding and the original door handle yeah. that the rest of the house had. So it wasn't like built later. It was built when the house During was built. The house being built. Yeah. 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 And uh, you never went in there. But no. The rest of us did. I did not. No. Yeah. And it was a no. strange little place. Like there was also, we found out because we used to walk along the top of the porch. there was a porch uh, roof and we'd walk around it. There was also a very substantial room blocked off and the up in the second floor. Yeah. But if you went into the Alice in Wonderland room, you would uh, just be in this kind of small partitioned off area that was recently partitioned. But yeah. like You said all the gables were partitioned off. Like you can't get anywhere from that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good.
1: I don't even need to get in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the, the room itself, like if you didn't go to the Alice in Wonderland room, but uh, where the window was, and again, these are big windows that would go kind of from, the floor level all the way up to the ceiling Nar- long and narrow, beautiful. And you could open those and step out onto the porch roof. And remember we used to go out right. there and like watch fireworks, fireworks or watch people walk by or yeah. just relax hang and out. look at the stars. And beautiful. Yeah. Tucson evening. Yeah. Yeah. And just like hang out there. Being and- on your roof right. is a Tucson thing. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. common. And this was nice. Cause you, you didn't, You just walked out onto the porch roof. Yeah. So anyway, everyone had moved out. Oscar and I were the only ones there. And this one night, so we had two twin beds, and he had them pushed all the way up against the two uh, big windows, the two floor-to-ceiling windows that took up the entire wall. Those are the only windows in the room. And this one night, it felt very stuffy. And no one else was in the house, so I thought we should just open – the door but i was in like he liked to be right next to the door so i was over by the windows and there was no room to get out of the bed unless you kind of scooch down you know to the foot of the bed and kind of crawled out from there and he was closer to the door so i'm like open the door so maybe we'll get some kind of a cross breeze and of course the door led out to the stairs the creepy stairs creepy stairs (laughs) which oh i forgot this part Like when I moved in there, I used to try to stay asleep, walk down the stairs to use the bathroom because the bathroom was the foot of the stairs, but I would always wake up by the time I got to the bottom of the stairs and then had to come back up the stairs. This one night at the top of the stairs, I saw this column of kind of bluish green electrical light. It's about the size of an adult human just standing there. And it freaked me out so badly. And I thought, how do I get back up and go to sleep? And then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to let it felt challenged. right? And I right. thought, you know what? I'm not going to let it scare me. I'm going right. to go up. So I went up and started walking like really close, as far away from it as I could up the right hand side of the staircase while it's waiting for me at the top and then got to the very top. I'd been watching it the whole time and then was afraid to turn my back to it. But I did. I ran into the room and shut the door. So mm. uh, anyway, I forgot about that story. But I, was gonna- I would still be sleeping down there. yeah yeah i would um i decided you know i'm just gonna uh uh, oh anyway so we're just oscar and i were sleeping in that bedroom and i was like can you just can you get up and open the door maybe we'll get a little bit of cross breeze and he said no I'm, i'm almost asleep you want it open you open the door and i'm like yeah but you're the one who gets to sleep on the side where the door is, I have to crawl out. And anyway, we've gotten this big argument about it. Like we're yelling at each other. And I'm like, ah, so finally I won. <laughs> and he like gets up, puts his feet over the side of the bed. And he's mad, right? So he's like, got his hands on his thighs, ready to stand up. And suddenly the door slams open. <laughs> like, and we are the only ones living in the house. So, Yeah. Okay. So So here's the other weird thing. It's an old door and it kind of sagged on its hinges downward. So to open the door, you'd have to turn the handle, kind of lift Lift it a little bit towards the frame of the door, towards the hinges and then open it. And even then there was again, carpet with lots of thick pile. And, uh, you could see like the semicircle or the little fan figure in in the the carpet. Like that's how hard it was to get that door open. And it just slammed open. So he laid back down and we were just giggling in fear like and <laughs> nerves. Yeah. And he goes, did you see that? I said, yes, I saw that. And he's like, okay, we both saw that. I said, yes, the door yeah. slammed open. And then I'm like, I'm scared. Turn on the light. And he goes, no, I'm not moving. You turn on the light. I'm like, forget <laughs> it. We're just here. that was it. Uh, so that happened. Uh, also, when you know, we'd had like a house full, a bunch of friends and roommates and more stories that you'll hear in the next podcast. But at this time, again, it was just Oscar and I we were maybe two months at the end of before we we moved out and did our lease. And it was the only time I'd been alone in that house. And Oscar was going to go and see his family so I was kind of excited. I thought, oh, you know what? I never do. I never sit in at the in the dining room at the dining table. Like we finally got a dining table, a really right, old, right. really cool one. But we never sat there. We never ate there unless we put food on there if we had a party. And so I thought, oh, I'm gonna do that. I'm read my book, get myself a little sandwich. It's gonna be nice, right. alone in the house. It's gonna be so fun dining with the dead. Yeah, Yeah, well, I didn't even think about that because I lived there so long. Yeah. So Oscar left, and I get my book. I get my little sandwich. I'm sitting there just so cozy, you know, that when you live with a bunch of people and you finally get the house to yourself, that exciting feeling. So I'm there, and suddenly I hear the sound, what sounded like a large man with boots on stomping up the stairs so if you stomped up those stairs right. you could hear it all over the house so that was one of our rules is do not stomp up the stairs mm-hmm. walk quietly up because if people are sleeping you know they'll wake them up and i thought i'm alone in the house with wow. an intruder so i was so scared and i just sat there and i could hear them kind of walking around in the what seemed like the alice in wonderland room yeah and i thought oh my gosh I need to get help. So instead of doing what I know you're supposed to do and get out of the house when there's someone in there with you, I pick up the phone and I call Oscar. I don't know why I did this. I must have known it wasn't a human. But I call him and I'm like, Oscar, I think there's someone in the house. I just heard someone stomping up the stairs. He doesn't say, hang up, idiot, and call 911. He says, I'm on my way. So he must have known too. So I hung up and I'm sitting there and hearing someone walking around above me. And I thought, go to Jim's market and get Sophie and Robert and let them know I need help. Someone's in the house. So I run out to the edge of the porch. This is a beautiful wooden porch with white pillars. Gorgeous place. I go to the edge of the porch and something told me there's nothing there. And I sat down. On the top step of the porch mm-hmm. and just sat there going, Okay, strange. Right. And while I sat there right above my head, I hear the window to the Alice in Wonderland room open. Oh, up. oh. Yikes. I hear oh, someone no. scoot out to the edge of the porch roof. Oh. And then I hear what sounded like Uh. someone kind of hanging over the porch, from the porch roof down Mm. onto the patio. There was a red brick patio beneath it. I'm looking. I'm watching this. The light is on behind me, so the the patio is lit. Right. And I hear someone, you know, the roof kind of creaking. Someone drop down and run around the side of the house. Uh. While I'm watching, there's no one there. Wow. And then I, Oscar pulls up, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes later, I'm still outside going, that was weird. (laughs) That's mind-blowing. Yeah. And I walk over when he gets there and I look up to see if the window's open. It's not. It's closed. But I distinctly heard it opening. And I went out there and he was standing He goes, it's gone, isn't it? And I said, how do you know? He goes, I just got a feeling. Wow. Wow. So he had that feeling the whole time. Yeah. And yeah, after that, whatever it was, when we started talking about he and I moving out, so we would have been the last ones to move out, whatever that thing was that in the beginning would follow us up and down the staircase, started following us up and down the staircase again. Wow. And that's it.
1: Yeah. Well, that was a remarkable, remarkable Group of group of stories and this house has so many more yeah so many more yeah. it was built in eighteen ninety five which um Arizona was still a territory in eighteen ninety five yeah. actually um but it has a very long history and boy some of the stories are really chilling really yeah. chilling so we will have to wait till the next episode
0: yeah yeah Our, yeah because I have a kind of a really cool uh, story that happened in there but it's kind of a story on its own so yeah. we will tell that one oh
1: yeah yeah so um, we're super super happy to be delivering some fantastical real ghost stories uh-huh. especially in spooky month of October yeah and we're super happy that if you tuned in that you're with us to listen and I hope you'll tune in again and here are the even wilder
0: tales of the house on ninth avenue yeah follow us please yeah. and if you have some commentary we'd love to hear it sure that'd and be nice but yeah we do want to hear uh want to hear your feedback what your thoughts are even yeah. if you think they're not ghosts we want to want to hear what your thoughts are yeah
1: yeah and uh and then I guess we'll see what happens with the next episode. Yes. Yeah. So you guys have a fantastic, fantastic Halloween season. <laughs> yeah, it just started. <laughs> yeah. Bye, folks. Bye.